Alleluia, Christ is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. Alleluia. This is the gospel story read each year on the second Sunday of the 50-day season of Easter. The three-year lectionary has us cycle through three different resurrection accounts on Easter Day, but on this, the second Sunday in Easter, it always has us read this text from the Gospel according to John. Why do you suppose the architects of the lectionary made that decision? I think it has everything to do with the story of Thomas, doubting Thomas, the one who was not there on that first evening. Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But Thomas said to them, Unless I see the marks of the nails in his hands, and put my finger in the marks of the nails and my hand to his side, I will not believe. I will not believe, Thomas says, but maybe it's something more like, I can't bear to risk believing. I've invested so much of my life following after Jesus of Nazareth, only to have it end in his arrest and his terrible death. You talk of his being risen, being alive again, I'll need to see him. I'll need to touch his wounded hands before I can risk believing again.
inspired by the story of Thomas and his doubts, attentive to our own struggles to believe. In her song, Jaylene also alludes to that extraordinary statement from the Gospel according to Mark, spoken by a desperate father aching to see his son healed by Jesus. I believe, help my unbelief. It's a statement that we should always keep in view, a part of our mother tongue of faith. Doubts and questions and unbelief, it's tempting to imagine that these are problems unique to our own age. It must have been so much easier to accept things on face value in an earlier age, when we didn't know so much about the way the world works, before the digital age, before Albert Einstein, before Charles Darwin, would not faith have been simpler? Would not doubt have been much more easily banished? That, of course, presumes that doubt is the antithesis or the opposite of faith. Again and again over the ages, that has been unveiled as a false proposition. Doubt isn't the opposite of faith, wrote the great 20th century Protestant theologian Paul Tillich. Doubt is an element of faith. Or more bluntly, the Basque philosopher and writer Miguel Dunanamo wrote, Life is doubt, and faith without doubt is nothing but death. Ah, you say, but those are two 20th century voices. Thinkers who knew the complexities of modernity, of course they needed to deal with doubt. So, allow me to take you back. First, back a hundred years, to the words of the great Russian novelist Fodor Dostoevsky, who wrote, It is not as a child that I believe and confess Jesus Christ, my Hosanna is born of a furnace of doubt. Isn't that an extraordinary line? My Hosanna is born of a furnace of doubt. Or a thousand years to the medieval theologian Peter Abelard, who wrote, The beginning of wisdom is found in doubting. By doubting we come to the question, and by seeking, we may come upon the truth. Or 1,500 years ago, to St. Augustine, who wrote, Doubt is but another element of faith. Trust me, the litany of quotations could go on and on and on. I do know of people, though, for whom doubt has not been a part of their faith, the thing that raises questions or gets them moving and going deeper, but instead has become a kind of a desolation. A thing very different from Peter Abelard's assertion that by doubting we come to the question. In our day, that kind of desolate doubt has sometimes been occasioned by the reading of books, books such as Richard Dawkins' The God Delusion or Christopher Hitchens' God is Not Great, best-selling books both. 
For some readers at least, the reading of those books has been all but paralyzing. With desolate doubt taking over and their faith rendered incredible, too hard to believe. Yet while Richard Dawkins and Christopher Hitchens may themselves never have taken this seriously, they are but two voices in a much larger and longer conversation. And so when someone speaks to me about how troubling they found those sorts of books to be, and that's a conversation I've had more than once with people, whenever that is raised with me, I always alert them to the presence of other voices, to Terry Eagleton, whose book, Faith, Reason, and Revolution, based on a series of lectures he gave at Yale University a number of years back, is a fairly devastating response to Dawkins and Hitchens, or to David Bentley Hart, an American Eastern Orthodox theologian, again, whose thought is an extraordinary kind of a deep response. Both Hart and Eagleton and others like them aren't afraid of hard questions. They're not afraid of honest doubt. In fact, they've felt it themselves. Those for them are part of the very stuff of faith. Like Dostoevsky, they have found deep hosannas born of a furnace of doubt. And what is it that links all of these thinkers in our own day, Eagleton and Hart, back through Tillich, back through Dostoevsky, back through Abelard and Augustine, all the way to Thomas himself. They all, in their own way, have insisted on keeping company with others. When wrestling with doubt, the struggle to believe, they didn't exit the conversation. They didn't cut themselves off, seeing it all as just a blind alley. They kept company with others who, even against the grain, have insisted on belief, as well as others who continued to struggle in doubt. Others, too, who have insisted that even when we struggle to find the words or the will to believe, God will not cease to believe in us. It's part of what Thomas discovers, you see, in the gospel story that we heard read aloud, there's an interesting detail that you can kind of skip over. On that first night, Thomas wasn't there. The others were. Thomas wasn't. It's later in the week they tell him, Aha, we've seen the Lord. He's still around. And it's the following Sunday that he's there keeping company with them again. Still around. He's not fled back up to Galilee. He's not taken up fishing again. He still needs to keep company, even though he can hardly bear to risk the belief. God will not cease to believe in Thomas, nor in us. As Jaylene has sung to us this evening, When I am faithless, you, God, are still faithful. So when I am doubting, let me see and help my unbelief.